Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Guys, Linda Antwi, 90 Day the Melanated Way. I'm having a little bit of difficulty with my background, but I want you guys to ignore it. Welcome! It's Wednesday. I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far. We are catching up with 90 Day the Single Life. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping first and foremost. Guys, support the show. All the information is at the bottom of your screen right there. Um, I'm going to shout out some of my day one and Patreon subscribers first and foremost. So uh, shout out to Janice, Whit, Deb, Mason, Olivia, uh, Vanessa, Trisha, Sanda, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Ray Della, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Julissa, Donna over at Anchor FM. I love y'all. Uh, shout out to the live chat. It has been a crazy week, y'all. It's been a really crazy, but in a good way. Um, if you are just meeting me, just tuning in for the first time, uh, hey girl, hey, hey TG, hey. If you're tuning in for the first time, uh, I am an entertainment reporter. It was a big week for the Marvel Disney Plus world. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the cast of Loki. Definitely check that out on my YouTube page. The interviews, I mean, they were they were just bomb. So definitely check those out. But it's been a busy week with all of that stuff. A lot of new stuff, a lot of great new shows coming out. Some shows ending, but I'm here totally for all of it. Hey, Stevie. Hey, Stevie. Hey. Uh, so if you're even a little bit interested in the comic world and Marvel, and even if you haven't watched any of any of the other shows, any of the other movies, definitely check out Loki. It's you guys, I'm blown away. Watch the first two episodes and blown away. Anyhow, let's get into this. Let's get into the single life because I have a lot to say. Hey, Kimberly. Hey, girl. Hey. Ah, uh, Danielle. Danielle. Oh, Danielle. Oh, Danielle. What is your problem? So Danielle and her girlfriends have just come back from the beach. And one of my questions, that is not one of the official questions, but one of my questions to you is, do you guys get like, okay, so I'm not great at makeup, like by far, y'all. Like, I don't have the patience. Uh, everyone's like, watch YouTube videos and do this and do that. Yeah, okay. But like, if it's going to take me more than 15 minutes, I, I'm just going to not do it, right? So like all the contouring and the, like I'm floored by it. I think it's amazing. I personally can't do it myself, but I think it's amazing. But would you guys wear lashes to the beach? Like to me, you go to the beach, like fresh face, probably like hair in a bun and like go in the water and get sweaty and all of that stuff. So I can't imagine like getting dolled up for the beach, but apparently it's a thing that people do. Uh, Cause one of Danielle's friends lost her lashes at the beach. And I just thought that was super interesting. Cause that's not something that, I would absolutely just not do. Um, Y'all, because I'm looking at the live chat and it's popping up in there, uh, definitely, you guys, 90 Day the Melanated Way, we have a new moderator, Michelle Mueller. 
Shout her out, you guys. Give her all the love. She is helping us out here weed out the crazies and the meanies and the bullies and the trolls and all the other stuff. So uh, we're sending great shout outs to her as well as she monitors the page from Facebook. Um, so yeah, do you guys wear lashes to the beach? Is that a thing? Should I jump on that bandwagon? I need to know, like, I need to always be in the know. Um, <laughs> but they're on this girl's trip. The whole point of the girl's trip was to meet men and they are not meeting any men. Though I don't really feel like they've made any type of effort. Like they went on that dating app. They met the one dude that was not into Danielle. But like, what else have you guys done? You went uh, jet skiing, but like, did you jet ski and then like maybe go to lunch and like maybe, you know, where are the men? Where are the men that you're trying to meet? Like you have to actually go and meet them, I would think. Kimberly says, if you're trying to catch a man, lashes are in order. Kimberly, that must be why I'm single, because I never wear lashes. <laughs> you have given me the secret to my entire life. I'm going to start wearing lashes in the morning. I'm going to wear them to the store. I'm going to wear them to the gym. I'm going to wear them to bed. And Kimberly, if I don't have a man in the next 30 days, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, so. They go home and, you know, meeting guys is not going very well for them. And here we go again. She got talking to Lexi. So she decided that she was going to go ahead and text Muhammad because she needs Muhammad to apologize again. And, you know, it's going to bring me to my first question, you guys, because I just, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get through a whole season of her just crying over Muhammad. So my question to you guys is, do you think Danielle will ever get over Muhammad? Because I'm starting to feel like, don't forget you, it's been seven years, right? They hadn't talked for three years. And we're, we're talking about what happened seven years ago. Are we really, are we still talking about that? And you're still in pain from it? Like, and I know I've said this before you guys, but I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it. So she texts him, she needs a, 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 a apology because she feels like it's hindering her still and she's holding on to it still, which we obviously can still see. Um, and then she calls him and She's like, you know, what you said to me about no man ever wanting to be with me and her, me smelling down there, all that stuff that she he said to her hurt her and broke her. And I think she it broke her to the point that she's holding on to. Listen, sometimes I can't even remember, remember my order from a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, what did I order from that place? I know I liked it, but what was it? I'm not remembering some nonsense that you, you said to me seven years ago. I hope that I'm not the same person I was seven years ago, but here we are, here we are. We're talking about what Muhammad said now. Granted, he said it on an international level. He said it on film so that anyone and everyone can go and find it and replay it. So that part is pretty shitty. However, like could therapy, something like you need to get past this Danielle because what we're not about to do is we're not about to keep crying over this like you can't spend the rest of your life crying over what Muhammad said to you in 1992 like let's let's keep it pushing let's keep it pushing and I said this before on a show and I'll say it again if that means that you need to go ahead and get some therapy and work through your issues then you should do that because at the end of the day you know, hurt people hurt people, they say, but broken people can't have a whole relationship. You can't have a whole relationship if you're broken. TG says she needs closure. Girl, she needs to get closure from her own self. She's the only one that's holding on to this. You, you know, Muhammad's not thinking about it. No one's thinking about it but her, and no one would bring it up if she didn't bring it up. I had forgotten, like, I mean... I know about it, but it's not something that I'm talking about on a regular basis. Because let me tell you this, the 90-day family and universe keeps us busy enough with the day-to-day -day drama. So drama from seven years ago, we've moved past it because every week there's something new. This person's fighting with this person. This person's not talking to this person. This person's suing this person. Like it's nonstop drama. So if she didn't bring it up, we wouldn't bring it up. And so I think that she's the only person that needs to really get over it. 
<laughs> Patty said, maybe she can find a therapist that looks like Muhammad. You know what, Patty? I think you might be onto something. I think that that is like the idea. So she calls him and I thought it was interesting because here's the thing. She says to him, you leaving me uh, made me have issues, she said. She can't trust anyone. She has trust issues, she says, and that she needs another apology from him. Listen, Muhammad was about to completely dox her. He was about to go all the way off because he knows he, how he, to manipulate her. He knows that he's stronger than her emotionally. So he went off. He's like, I'm not going to apologize. If, if anyone needs to apology, ap apologize, you need to apologize to me. You're the one that made me. Do you know, when I hear that, I just think abuser. And I'm not calling him an abuser. I'm just saying when I hear that, it makes reminds me of the things that we hear abusers do. For example, I didn't want to do that, but you made me. I didn't want to say that, but you made me. I didn't want to punch you in your face, but you made me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, no one made you do anything, Muhammad. You're a grown-ass man. You decided what was going to come out of your mouth, and you even admitted it in this conversation when you said, when you get angry, you want to hurt the other person. And that's not healthy, and that's not responsible, and that's not a nice thing to do for someone that you say you love and someone you said that you married. You, you hear what I'm saying? TG says, gaslight much? Exactly. That's exactly what he was doing. So... He's trying to spin it in this conversation. And let me just go ahead and bravo and give a shout out to Lexi because Lexi jumped in as good friends do. Lexi's like, you know what? The, I don't know you. I can't judge you because I don't know you. But what you're not about to do is you're not about to gaslight my friend, Danielle. So she said to him in a very calm and easy kind of way that you know what, speaking out of anger towards people really isn't a good thing. And did you see how he flipped it? He flipped it. So either he thought that that was someone that he can respect or he was trying to save face, but he surely did flip it. And he gave her an apology in a, in a kind of a way. He said that um, he shouldn't have done and said what he said, which is granted an apology. And he said that, you know, Danielle really is the only person that's ever been good to him while he's been in America and that he respects her for that and that she's a hustler, single mom, raising four kids, the whole nine yards. So he gave her her props and she fell out. She completely started breaking down. And I was like, why are we crying again? Like, we're like, she cries all the time. And guys, you know, I, I'm an emotional person, but like she cries all the time, all like all the time. So she started crying and it's the first time that he ever told me that I was like a good person and how much I did for him. Listen, I I personally don't think that she's over him. I really don't because she cares too much about what he thinks and she allows him to still hurt her in 2021. Like, and of course it was 2020, but still. Why? Why let this dude have so much power over you when he's done nothing but hurt you? And so again, I go back to like, you can't be broken, expect to have a relationship. Like, do you even really want to date? Because if you really wanted to date, then, you know, a relationship that you were in seven years ago that didn't really last that long and it wasn't really great for you should be something that you've moved past. And so let's dig to the root of that problem. The other thing, because, you know, you guys, I get distracted. The other thing that distracted me was when he Muhammad answered the phone and he was on like a gamer headset. I was like, did he um, answer with a gamer headset? Like, should I go ahead and like, hello? Yeah, I'm not quite, um, I'm outside. I'm not gaming right now, but I am outside and I feel like this headset is appropriate. I don't need like earbuds. I don't need, you know, a regular headset. I need to be talking like I'm customer service and hello, can I take your order? It was weird. It was weird. And that's how distracted I was. I was distracted that I, I made my own. Yeah, I did all that. Anyhow, that first thing distracted me. Uh, the second thing that was interesting to me uh, was the fact that like, the name is appropriate. 
the name of the episode, the blame game, like who are we blaming here? This relationship has been over. Danielle says that if she doesn't get this apology, then she's gonna no longer be friends with him. But are you guys really even friends? Like, what are you getting out of this relationship? Like, I understand that you have a history with this person, but your history is not even that great with him. So why is it important to you, unless you still have feelings for him, why is it important for you to have him in your life? Like what joy, is he bringing to you? Because if he's not bringing you joy, then perhaps it's not something that you need in your life. I'm just saying. Anywho, moving on to Fernanda. Listen, listen, y'all. Boy, bye. Okay. I don't care. I, and I know I'm jumping around, but I need to be very clear on where I stand right now. I don't care if you're good looking you're not about to talk crazy to me and you're not about to tell me how I'm supposed to feel, okay? So, Fernanda. Fernanda hasn't heard from Robbie. Robbie hasn't been communicating with her. She's texted him quite a few times and he only replied one time. Now, Robbie says he's busy, he's a lawyer, he owns his own firm. And so, you know, in his mind, it's not a big deal. He'll get to her when he gets to her. But she hangs out with her friend Valentina. She's telling her how like her and Rob Robbie have a connection and they had fun, but also she was really, really drunk. Um, but she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't know if she should run or she should just be like loosey goosey and just roll with the punches. And I, you know, you guys, I really, hey, Black Shelly, hey girl, hey. You know what I really do want to talk about just from a female perspective as well is that Oftentimes you're in a place where like, hey, you want to date. And I don't know, like I've never been a per person to just date to date. Like I feel like women specifically, and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm the only one that's like this, but you date for a purpose, you date for a reason. You want to find your soulmate, your partner, your husband, whatever it is that you're into. You want to find that person that's going to be your forever person. And so it's interesting to me that she's like, okay, well, you know, I just want to have fun. Yeah, go ahead and have fun. But then when you meet that person, you want to spend time with that person. And so if she's thinking if she should just stay and have fun with Robbie or if she should run, I'm going to say run because he's giving you red flags left, right, and center. And it's important to, to pay attention to your gut instinct. And why I say this, you guys, is because all of these people have been on like two, three, or four dates. Like what are you, you're not even invested in it. It's been like two, three dates. It's not like it's been like two, three months or even five months. You've been on a couple of dates. Like why are we having this big, serious, like craziness? Either you want to spend time with that person or you don't want to spend that time with that person. And that's fine. You can go on a couple of dates and move on to the next person. But are you dating for a purpose? Are you going to spend time with this person knowing that you don't want anything from this person. And then a month goes by, two months goes by, five months goes by. And then all of a sudden nine months goes by, a year goes by and that person's like, peace out. And you're like, wait, what's going on? If that were a relationship and that person's like, no, we were just having fun. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, so she's complaining. She doesn't know what she wants to do. And guess what? Because Guys like Robbie tend to have like that radar. He texts her. He has a surprise for her. He's going to get give her like a surprise date. So all he's telling her is like, get ready. Here's the time. And I'll text you the location later. Now I'll give Ro Robbie props for this. That date was fire. It was. It was a really romantic date. Uh, he rented out a private yacht. Uh, dinner on the yacht, dinner on the lake or the river, wherever they were with drinks and a captain and all of that stuff. That's like great. Cause that's what their second date, they met three times once at her divorce party. Then they had their first date um, where he met her friends and then now the private yacht and he went all out. He did. He went all out on the private yacht and I thought it was super, super romantic he says like he's been super busy with his life. He's a bit older. And so she should understand that he's busy and he'll get to her when he gets to her. But when he gets to her, he does the grand gestures, right? So he thinks that that makes up for everything else. So Fernanda says, 
he's gotten away with not texting because he's handsome. And I want you guys to know that if something's important to you, you shouldn't let it go because it's going to be something that you're going to resent that person for later. So that's exactly what happened. Okay. They're on this boat ride. She tries to explain to him what her love language is and what her part of her love language is, is she likes communication. So she's not saying, call me all day, every day, like Angela does to Michael, where you have to be sitting by the phone. She's saying, like, reach out to me. Reach out to me. Like, if I hear from you in the morning, like, hey, good morning, have a great day, that's good enough for her. Whether that's every other day, every day, whatever. But she's saying that's important to her. Communication is important to her. Why did Robbie go from zero to 100? Why was he yelling? Why was he saying he's busy with his life? And you know what? If you have a insecurity about my lack of communication, then that's your problem. And I don't want to be with someone that's insecure about our relationship. And if you, okay, hold on. You just asked me what I needed from you. You just asked me what would make me feel comfortable. So she goes ahead and tells him and he flew off the handle. That was a super... Like, I was like, oh, no, y'all stuck on a boat because I would say, turn this boat around, take me back. Because what you're not about to do is fight with, we're on a third date and you're raising your voice telling me you're out, you're out, you're out. And my just simply saying to you, I would prefer if you were in more regular communication with me, set you off. No, thank you. And a lot of people are comparing him to Jonathan and how Jonathan used to like freak out on her. And, you know, we ladies, we tend to have a type. We get, you know, we get comfortable with the type that we're used to. And I'm not just talking look wise, I'm talking how they treat you. And I think that that's something to pay attention to you. And brings me to my question for you guys. Uh, when you're dating, how often should the person be in contact with you? What do you guys think? Hey, toxic threads. Hey, lady. Hey. You're so sweet. I love her. Um, so <clears throat> I don't know when you're dating, how often should the person be in contact with you? So for me, I'll talk about me. I'm not a person that I need to hear from you 24 seven because I get it. I hear Robbie on this point We have our lives and we're, we're busy, but like Fernanda, if you text me in the morning, hey, have a great day, I appreciate that. I am a big on communication. I'm a big communicator. I might talk a lot, but I don't need to talk to you every five seconds, right? So that's important to me. It sounds to me like Fernanda, that's important to her. To Robbie, I don't even know what's important to him. To, to me, it sounds like he wants to do everything on his timing. If it's convenient for him, when he says jump, she's supposed to say how high. And I don't think it works like that. And I think what he's showing on this third date is indicative of what their whole relationship is going to look like. Um, Black Shelly says, red flag, let him go. So for me, I would say, you know, if we talk or text once a day or once every other day, I'm totally fine with that. Even if we talk once every two, three days, if we're just beginning to date, then that's fine for me. Some people need more. Some people need less. I, I don't know. Patty says, how about a partner that is consistent, quality over quantity? I love that answer. And Alicia says, agreed. Love language is important. It's very important. And I am going to take the advice of the married lady because she's been married for years. So you have to understand the love language and you have to definitely communicate it and communicate it early and don't let anyone talk you out of what is important to you because again, you're gonna end up regretting it and you're gonna end up taking it out on them unnecessarily. So this dinner, the dinner on a boat, you can amaze me with the material things but what you're not about to do is gaslight me and what you're not about to do to Fernanda is make her feel crazy for simply stating that she would prefer if you text a little often. Because to me, it seems to me that he might be hiding something. He might be in another relationship. Even though he's this big, bad, busy lawyer, it was unnecessary for him, for him to get so angry 
over her just stating what her specific needs are. I mean, isn't that what dating is? Dating is you're communicating what your needs are. You're communicating your love language. You're saying, hey, this is important to me. Is it important to you? And if it is, cool. If it's not, then it's not. And you guys can move your separate ways. But what you're not about to do is scream at the person. You're on your third date. Your representative should still be representing your best side. So if your representative hasn't shown up on the third date, bye. Bye, boy, bye. That's all I have to say about Robbie. I think Robbie should be a one and done. And she should be happy that she didn't sleep with him because that would have been a waste. That would have been a waste for her 100%. Just 100% like unnecessary. Bye, Robbie. Patty says, Robbie talked to her like a side chick. Exactly, which is what I'm saying, that he's probably in another relationship or in another situation. And so he got triggered when she was simply saying, hey, I like to be texted a little bit more often. And he's realizing that he's being called out. So it triggered him because he knows that it hit him where he needed to be hit. So if you're bringing shade and someone's calling your shade into the light, guess what? Ah, you're going to get burned. And that's what happened to him. And that's why he like went off on a tangent. Like, mm-mm. But I got to tell you, I didn't really like Robbie from the beginning. He's too, I don't know, like slick, if that makes any sense. Uh, Good night, Michelle. If that makes any sense. He's just too slick for me. Let's move on to Brittany. And Brittany is in a, I want to say a few things about Brittany. I love Brittany, okay? And I know that she's divisive. Some people love her. Some people hate her. I think that she stands up for herself. Uh, I think that she's a beautiful, melanated girl, all of that stuff. But what I'm about to say about this episode, and I'm only talking about this episode specifically, I don't think this was a good look. I didn't think she, I didn't think her hair looked on point. I didn't think her, her lashes were distracting me. They were like all over the place, her friends, like all of it. I just didn't think this was a good look for her. So on that, that's just my side note. Um, I'm going to talk about Brittany and the picnic in the park, but before I do that, I'm going to pop this question up because I'm super curious. This is debatable. It's debatable. Now you guys all know how I feel about online relationships. And if you don't know, I summarize it like this. If y'all never met in real life, you're not in a relationship. You are online talking, but you can't say that person's your person, that's your man, that's your woman, that's your partner, whatever, because you've never met. You guys will never convince me otherwise, but there's a little bit of a difference if you've known the person and you're in a long distance relationship with them. And let's say you've met, but you've never had sex but you're in a long distance relationship. So here's my question. If you're traveling to meet someone you've been in an online dating relationship with that you've met before, should you expect sex? Now, let me talk about that before I jump into the Brittany Justin situation. I'm super curious what you guys think, because this is what I think. I think that if you're in a long distance relationship with someone and the person's like, hey, come visit me, or you know, I'm gonna come visit you, you should have the conversation before you get on a plane or a boat or a train. And the conversation should be this. I want you, Tony, to come visit me. But here are my intentions. I just want to get to know you. Uh, if you want to stay with me, you know, don't expect to have sex because I don't want to have sex. I just want to get to know you. So if you're cool with that and you fly all the way over here, I want you to understand, like, we're going to have that conversation or the conversation is going to be, hey, Mark, like, I, I get that you're going to, you want to come visit me. Like, what are you expecting? And Mark says, hey, you know, I'm expecting us to like have a good time. I want to stay with you and staying with you means sleeping with you. Okay. Well then if you've decided that that's something that you're open to, not saying that you have to have sex, but that you're open to it, then that needs to be said too. Regardless, y'all need to be on the same page before anyone gets on a plane, train, or automobile to go visit. Because what I think is super effed up is that I don't understand Brittany and Justin, who said they've known each other since they were kids, but hadn't seen each other in eight years, but have known each other their whole lives, didn't have that conversation. So Justin's flying over for three, four days, and you haven't talked to Justin about whether or not you're going to sleep with him or not, whether you guys are going to be intimate. 
Like what kind of, like, I don't understand. Like how old are we right now? Use your words and communicate because what you did, putting him on the spot in front of your friends also too, not for me, not the business. The two people in the relationship, it's not you, Tom, Dick and Harry up in here. And Harry especially is not about to ask me directly if I've had sex with you since I'm visiting you and I don't even know Harry and Tony. Do you see what I'm saying? No, thank you. Y'all aren't dating me. You don't know me. Don't ask me stupid questions if you don't want a stupid answer. On that note, Brittany and Justin are having a nice little picnic in the park. Brittany's arm's still all messed up. And uh, Justin's been taking care of her. He's been a good guy taking care of her. And they're popping bottles in the park. She's a bit confused, though, because she still has feelings for Terrence. And Terrence knows her love language. So Terrence has been hitting her up on her, her text messages. So... She's trying to ignore Terrence in order to give Justin all of her attention, which I totally think is, is cool of her. However, I do think she should be open and honest, right? So she hasn't told Justin that she's also dating Terrence, which would probably have made sense to Justin in the whole scheme of things. You guys, we, we're not kids. We're all adults here. Whether you're 25 or 21, whatever, we're all adults here. Use your words, communicate. Because it doesn't get any better if you don't communicate. Like, I just don't understand. However, um, she wants to know, like, what's this long distance going to look like? Are you going to come here? Am I going to go there? And when Justin cut it off and said, oh, no, I'll come here. I was like, oh, Justin. Justin's got a little something going on, too. Why so quick to tell her that, no, you're not coming to visit me in Canada where my baby mama and my kid is because I probably told my baby mama and my kid that I was on a work trip. Even though you said that you're cool with your baby mama and she, there's nothing going on there. Justin did say that, but in that same breath, he was saying, oh no, I'll just come out here. Oh, why? Because it's sunny here. We have sun in Canada. We may not have sun all the time, but we have sun in Canada. So Justin, you lying. Justin has a little something, something up his sleeve that he's not telling Brittany. So I feel like Brittany knows that. And that's why she's trying to be like, let me just slow my roll. Let me find out what's really going on. Um, <laughs> Stevie gives a guy's perspective. Stevie says for sure he would definitely not travel all that way knowing the, knowing that there's no boom boom. You got to have that conversation. So they decide that they're going to go drinks for drinks with Britney's two friends, uh, India and Prince. Okay, so first of all, I thought Prince was adorable. Like just adorable. Like everything about him is adorable. India not so much. And you know, I told you guys I get distracted. One of the things that distracted me, and I'm totally, I'm not saying here nor there about it. What I'm just saying is like it distracted me. So Brittany and her braces and her friend India and her braces reminded me of, uh, now their names, Kalima and Pedro's sister, Lydia, is that her name? With the braces. And I have, get your, you know, do your thing. Get your street, your street, get your teeth all straight. I'm about that life. But I also think like there's Invisalign and all of that. And I, I don't know, like there's Invisalign. Why like, why the tight ass old school braces? Is there something that I'm missing that I don't know? Oh, Nicole, thank you, Better Days. Yeah, Nicole and Kalima reminded me of Brittany and her friend, India, the braces. And I just, like I said, I get distracted. And I just feel like you could have the Invisalign or any other of the equivalent where you just pop it in. And it's not like the wire business, but I guess maybe the wire business works better. I don't know. I need one of you dentists to tell me what the deal is. However, that was my distraction for this section. So India and Prince, they were coming in hot, y'all. They were coming in hot. They came in, they sat, they did the, the niceties. Hey, nice to meet you. And nice to meet you. Good to see you. Good to see you. So you guys have sex? First of all, who are you, India? And why would that ever be your business? And what does that have to do with Justin 
being interested in Britney or Britney being interested in Justin? I'm just curious. Because my answer, if I was Justin, I would have said, have you two had sex? What I wouldn't have done is answered her. Why? He doesn't owe her anything. He's the She's the friend. She's not even the parent. She's not even the sibling. You're the friend. Like, he doesn't owe her anything, as far as I'm concerned. But he answered. He had no problem with that. They asked about his job. He's like, oh, I have my own business. I'm in marketing. And it kind of went from there. went down here from there, as far as I'm concerned. Because then Brittany was like, well, you know, I don't feel comfortable really, you know, having sex with you right now, which is why we're having this conversation that you should have had the conversation before he even got there. Because you know, Brittany, that he came thinking he was having a romantic weekend with you and you switched it up or you didn't talk about it. And you've had a few days to talk, even talk about it. And all the sexy stuff that I saw in the last two episodes and the making out and go to the room and picking her up and bring her to the bedroom. Like, I don't know, you guys. I, maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about, but I just feel like have have the conversation before you got you put yourself in an awkward situation. And now you're at drinks in an awkward situation. You, you haven't even talked to Justin about whether or not you want to sleep with him, but you want to have the conversation in front of your two friends who are obviously going to have your back. So then it's just going to be awkward because he's staying with you. It just, it's weird to me. <laughs> Black Shelly said, I didn't expect it, but I wore the good lingerie just in case 19 years later and we're still together. <laughs> I love it. So I don't know. I just I just felt like this whole episode was just not a good look for Brittany. And I can see why people were dragging her because I had not watched the episode. So I was wondering why people were being so crazy on, on social media. But now I could see why. It just wasn't a good look. I, she didn't look good. And her, and her friends didn't represent her well, I thought. Except for Prince. Prince was kind of entertaining. And Prince was kind of trying to be a little bit of a mediator and trying to like get Justin's point. And I don't know, what do you guys think? Like Justin was saying, hey, you know what? We we need to be intimate because long distance relationships are hard. And I need to know that when I go back, you know, there's something that I'm fighting for. There's something that I want to be in. And and chemistry comes in, you know, the mind, bodily and body and soul. And I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna be controversial, but I believe this. <sighs> okay. Sex is important in a relationship, period. It's important in a relationship. Now, I'm not saying you need to like run around and have, you can do whatever you want. It's your life. We're all grown. But I'm saying in a relationship, part of the compatibility is sex. And it's important. And I always say the conversations that you always have to have if you're trying to be in a relationship with someone that you should have up front is the conversation about money, the conversation about faith and or religion, the conversation about sex, because it's important, and your love language, important. Those four things, you have to have the conversation and you have to have them upfront. Because if Mark over here is like a culty where sex is important to him all the time, and then you have, you know, Michelle, who it's not important to, then it's going to be a problem. So I'm just saying, like, y'all, use your words, use them up front. And if it's not a fit, then keep it pushing because it will be a fit with someone else. Patty says, I had some really funny one-liners from guys broaching the sex subject er, way too early. By the way, I just passed the... STI test and hey that field over there looks like a great place for sex that's funny Patty I'm surprised that the guy didn't say okay let's go over to the field <laughs> oh, funny to me so it looks like that Brittany is gonna have uh, some issues with Justin moving forward and I predict and I haven't I haven't cheated you guys I haven't moved forward yet but I predict that Justin is going to go back to Canada and it'd be a wrap. I don't think that she, he's going to last very long. 
All right, now I'm going to talk about Ed. And I'll say this, I'm so glad they didn't open with Ed because so far every episode I've watched, they've opened for him, with him and it just, it puts me in a mood. Um, so Ed got jealous of Liz, girls night. She ran into her ex-husband, he freaked out, he got jealous, he cussed her out. And here's the thing you guys that I am gonna say, and I truly believe it. Everyone by now has heard that leaked audio tape where Ed cusses out Liz. And so because I had heard that and then I watched this episode, I can only imagine how he talked to her. He talked to her so messed up because we heard the way he really does talk to her. And then that's why he felt so upset and he knew he was busted in this episode because really like, oh, you got a little jealous, I get that. But if you got a little jealous and you talked away to her the way you talked to her on that phone call, then I can understand why she's pissed and you think it's over. And it should have been done over if indeed he talked. And I'm just assuming. But you know what? He's consistent in his behaviors. So I know I'm not wrong. And again, I'm just saying I'm assuming. I'm not saying he did that in this episode. But we know that his pattern and what he's done from what we heard, it's possible. So he's jealous over the ex-husband. He thinks that she might go back to him. So he accused her of being in contact with him, accused her of a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And now he's insecure that she might not want to go to this wedding with him. So what does he do? He invites her, he texts her to come over and I'm surprised she agreed to come over. And y'all, I busted out laughing when she came in all undercover. She came in like, I don't want anyone to see me. I'm not even trying to be here. Hat all low, hair all crazy. I laughed. I laughed. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm done with you. I'm. This is a courtesy visit. So go ahead and speak your, your, your piece because in her mind, jealousy issue. Absolutely has a jealousy issue. Communication issue. Absolutely. Y'all haven't even kissed. She said that you're not in a relationship. She said you might be potential for a relationship, but you're not in one. So you have no, you have absolutely no right to act the way you're acting as if you're a jealous boyfriend because she's not your woman and you're not her man. So jealousy issue, communication issue. He has insecurity issues and he's a controller. Those are all his personal issues that he is dumping on this brand new girl that he says continuously that he wants her to be his girlfriend. Well, you know what? You're gonna have to work on all the extra stuff that you're doing because like I said on the top of the show, broken people can't go into a relationship and think it's gonna be whole. You can't. So he tells her that he overreacted, he jumped to conclusions and you know, he didn't handle it right. What we learned about Ed in this episode is that he said when someone's mad at him, either he runs for the hills or he makes jokes. And I'm like, but Ed, you're like 50 something. Isn't, but shouldn't you be able to just be a better person by now? Like you're, I don't even, he's like 54 or something. He's 50, like 50 something. Let's just say 50, call it an even number. At 50, he should know himself, you would think. She's a young girl. He, she wasn't even born when he was in high school. So he should know better and do better. He should be the elder that's like, okay, I know how to communicate. I know that jealousy is probably not a good thing. We all have insecurities, I get that, but let's work on our insecurities and not vomit them on someone that you say that you're interested in. I just, okay, Ed. So he says that, you know, he realizes that he did wrong and he realizes that he jumped to conclusions and that he's not his, he's not his, her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. But you know, he wants to really go to this wedding and he wants her to be the date, which, you know, you guys, I said it before and I'll say it again. He doesn't want to go to the date. He doesn't want to go to the wedding without a date and he wants his date to be hot. And that's why he wants Liz to go as like the trophy piece. Like, let's just be real because you can easily go to the wedding on your own if it really was about the wedding, Ed. And so I was surprised that she said yes. And she said that that conversation that they had at the table, drinking wine 
was good enough for her to be okay with and forgive his bad attitude. I was surprised. I was like, you guys talked for two minutes. He totally gaslit you. He said, yeah, I know that I overreacted. Yeah, I know that, you know, I said some things that I shouldn't have said. Okay, but why though? Like, are you not going to get to the nitty gritty of it? Or are you just going to be like, yeah, hey, I'm sorry. I know I, I know I fucked up, but will you come to this wedding with me? Oh yeah, sure. I already bought my dress. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre to me. So Ed tells us all that he's insecure. He says he's a Taurus and he's a passionate person. Ed, this has nothing to do with your astrological sign or you having passion. It has all to do with you being a controller, you being insecure, you being super duper uber jealous, and you wanting to manipulate the situation. Those are the issues. So don't tell me it's your Taurus rising BS because no, we're not, we're not blaming this on astrology. It's you and your behavior, okay? So he's super excited about going to his wedding. He says that he's got two days to win her over. And uh, he feels like he's going to win her over and quote, unquote, get the kiss that he has been waiting for. We'll see. I'm just kind of, at this point, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Ed. I don't know. I don't know if this is all a show. I don't know. Actually, I do know. I'm just over it. I think that that's that's the situation. Last and certainly not least is Molly and Kelly. Molly and Kelly had an amazing weekend. They're saying their goodbyes and goodbyes are hard. Long distance relationships are hard. And I thought it was super cute. They were doing like the little moisture mist because Kelly left a little spot under his eye and it made him look like he was tearing up saying goodbye to Molly. And I thought that was super cute. Uh, but Kelly hasn't opened up yet. He's still super guarded around Molly and she doesn't really know like anything about his past because he won't talk about it. And now he's going back to New York, but he said that he's enjoyed his time with her and he wants to soak up every other minute that he has with her while he can. But he's also said that he wants kids. He wants to be married. Family is important to him and Molly doesn't want to have any more kids. You know, she said she's 45. The last pregnancy she had was hard on her as as it was. And she doesn't want to really have any more kids. And so my question to you guys is, can a relationship last if one person wants a kid and the other person doesn't? Can a long-term relationship last? If Alicia is in the building still, I'd love to hear from you, your, your take on this since you've been married for some time. But can, can a relationship last if one person wants a kid or children and the other does not? Kimberly says it cannot. I'm curious what you think, because here we are with Kelly. Everything is looking good between Kelly and Molly in the sense that they look like they're compatible. They look like they're passionate about each other. All of those things. Stevie says, no, it can't. But I feel like this is something, you guys, that we, we see in the 90-day fiance universe a lot, right? So, you know, we look at Rebecca and Zian. Zian's young. Zian says that he doesn't want kids. Is he not going to want kids in 20 years? Um, this whole Molly and Kelly. Kelly wants kids. Molly doesn't want kids. It's like... I think you got to be on the same page for that because that's part of the, the four things I told you that you must have that conversation before you get in too deep. You must have that conversation. Good night, Judy. There's no reason to even date someone. If you plan for the future and what you want um, is out of line with what they want. Oh, Cindy says, yes, it can. I've been married for 25 years. So, Cindy, you're saying that if one person wants kids and the other person doesn't, the relationship can still last? Is that what you're saying, Cindy? Because that's a really great perspective. I'm, I'm super curious to know more about that. Patty says it happens a lot because of the May-December hookups on the show. Okay, so Cindy says, yeah. Cindy says she's been married for 25 years, and in her... It, 
I don't want to even say experience because I don't know her. I'm going to say in her opinion, she feels like you can still make a relationship work even if one person wants a kid and the other person doesn't. I am not of that thought and here's why. I feel like you either both really don't want to have kids or you both want to have kids or one wants to have kids and one can be on the fence with that, right? And can go either way. But I think if one wants kids and one definitely doesn't want kids, the person that wants kids is going to resent the other person when they get past the time that they can have kids, whether that's the female or the male or both male, like whatever partnership you're in, whatever your relationship looks like at a certain point, like if you guys are both 65 and you know, Tom and Mark are sitting there and Mark's like, you know, when we're 35, I really wanted to adopt a kid and you didn't want to, you're going to resent that person. I think, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I don't think I'm wrong. So let's talk about this more in the comments. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments below. But I just think like someone's sacrificing and someone's not being honest with what they really want. If you really, really want to um, have a kid, then say that and be open and honest about what you're looking for in a relationship. Because you know what? I personally think that you'll find the person. Like if two people don't, you'll find the person. If you don't want a kid and that person doesn't want a kid, you'll find that person and match up. And you both will, you know, go off into the sunset beautifully. And then the person that's on the fence, if they're like, oh, I don't know, but then they fall madly in love with you. Guess what? They're going to want to have a kid with you. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. And everyone's individual relationship, I understand, is different. And everyone has different priorities. I totally get that. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Cindy said, and my first husband wanted kids. And I said, no. Listen, Cindy, I'm going to need to come meet you because you're talking about first and second husbands. I am trying to even get to first husband. So you must know a little something about what you're talking about. <laughs> Stevie says, I really hope they do stay together. Maybe they get a surrogate and he retires to be a stay-at-home dad. See, Stevie, you might be onto something. That's a really good point. Although, Stevie, I'm still curious because, you know, I'm giving you guys a little bit of the tea that we do on our news and gossip on Fridays now. But... Season two of The Single Life, if you haven't heard, has been renewed. And uh, Molly's on season two. So I don't know what that means about her relationship. But maybe we'll just see more of Kelly season two. But she's on season two. Um, Natalie, from Mike and Natalie, confirmed for the second season of The Single Life. So that should be interesting. Um, so yeah, you guys. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, y'all, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Friday, we are doing our news and gossip, and there is so much tea, y'all. Like, I just, I say that every week, and every week, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away by the amount of stuff that happens in a very single week. And on that note, good night, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of week uh, if we don't see you on Friday. And we'll be back here on Monday. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe, you guys. Like and subscribe. Let's get those numbers up. They're very important to me. Bye for now.